0: Hello and welcome to The Platform, a new podcast from the team at Game Train, where we'll be interviewing people on their thoughts and experiences in the gaming industry. I'm Callan Davison and joining me on The Platform this week is Tim Gadler. Welcome, Tim. Oh. Hello, and I feel honored to yes, be here. For the for very, the very first. yes, for the launch of this uh brand new podcast. So special. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right. So you were a reviewer for Sega Megazone. Yes. Back that's in right. the uh, early nineties. Yes. Where you uh did uh yeah, reviews, walkthroughs, yeah. and also did some Sega hotline operating as well. That that,
1: that was the main part. So the main part was was doing the hotline, and mm-hmm. the side part was uh, doing the reviews and walkthroughs for games.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. So, um, how did you get started in this back in the day? All right. So, uh, what happened uh, when
1: when I was a young kid? I I've got type one diabetes, so I had a lot of problems with my health. Yep. Um, so, I I had a thing called. what happens is that your blood sugars keep on going higher and higher and higher and you go into a thing called ketone acidosis and I would also get I would just go into comas all the time so I was always in hospital uh, during my teens so there wasn't really much I could do uh, in hospital or be at home other than play video games so I started off with your standard Pong set which was in 1980 then uh, I worked up to a TRS-80 and I don't know why I'm still having a hard time trying to understand why I got it I think it was because the C64 was a thing yeah and that was sort of like the next best thing I don't think it was the next best thing I think it was the worst thing at the time (laughs) and then I got an atari 2600 and then i saw the master system which was about in 88 87 88 even 89 yeah around about then. and yeah. yeah i got hooked on that
0: yeah yeah was it was there a reason why you went down the sega path what rather than like the nintendo path i which... oh, just it just looked great yeah um
1: it, the thing was, is if you compare to what the Atari had on offer and what the Commodore had on offer, and then you look on at Sega and you want to compare video, oh, sorry, um, arcade machine games mm-hmm. and porting them back home, Sega was doing the best job of that. Okay. All right, simply by best graphics at the time, best colours, best gameplay. All right, so that's what hooked me onto Sega. Was basically you p- could play the arcade games from 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 the arcades back at home. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. So then you're playing a lot of video games back then. So how did you transition from just playing video games into yeah. actually writing?
1: Being about video being games? being the person. to... <laughs> All right. So what happened when I was in hospital? Um, there wasn't much else I could do. So. I wanted to know more about Sega. I was a big fanboy, and what I did was that I got in touch with a person in the US by the name of Judy, she worked for, um, for Seeger of America. And back then, you didn't have internet, you only had pen and paper. So we did this thing called being a pen pal, you know, (laughs) and it sounds so vintage nowadays, but that was the only way you could communicate back then. So uh, what I had to do was I wrote a few letters and said, I was a big fan of that, and Judy got back in touch, and I think she was... um, partial head of customer relationships and we built up a friendship from that so every
0: that's amazing that she actually got back to you
1: oh yeah well um but that was that was the thing um i i i don't know whether nintendo would have done that i don't know if many others would have done that i knew that um atari did that i was listening to some interviews um there about how they would get back to people um, because they'd get something like 30,000 letters a month. You know, that's how crazy it was back then. Yeah, and that was back in the Atari 26 days. So um, Sega of America, I hate to know how many they got. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, I thought it was just absolutely awesome at the time. You know, I felt so special. So we're sending back, Letters to each other. It's telling me what she was telling me what games were coming out, and she'd give me a cheat code for the for the game that hadn't been released at that time. Um, we had this thing because when I was in hospital a lot, I, I watched sadly a lot of soap opera. So they had days of our lives, and I was watching it, and so we'd be talking about where everybody, uh, where uh, what I was seeing compared to what she was seeing. So we have a little bit of soap opera talk, but then get back onto the videos, video yeah. games and that. So one day, I got a box, and she obviously it came from her, and I opened it up. It was full of sheets of paper, and they were all typed in. I'm like, oh, what's this? So I looked at it, and what it had was walkthroughs and cheat codes, but not only for the games that we had in... Um, in Australia at that time, but all the other games that were yet to be released. So if you wanted to measure it up, we only had about 30% of the games at that time, Yeah. all right? Um, so we're still another 70% behind. So I'm sitting on this mother load of information um, that I did not know what to do with it, okay? So what I did um I just sat there and looked at it and didn't think anything of it. And then one day, I looked on the back of the cartridge or back on one of the boxes there, and it said, do you need some help? Call to the SEGA hotline. And yeah. I thought, ah, okay. And I noticed that it was a 02 number, so obviously up in Sydney. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, rang them up, gave them a go. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. And then I started becoming fanboy again, and I started saying, "Oh, I really like to work for you guys. Oh, you know, I know so much about video games and that." And um, I, I kept on bugging them every week. Um, you know what's coming out of that? And I think, I think they just gave in to me, <laughs> and, and, and they just, they just gave me an interview. all yeah. right? So I sat down there and I said, oh, so what do you think of video games? Said, oh, yeah, talked all about them. Who's your favourite fan? Oh, I thought, you know, oh, oh, Sonic was great and all that. And then I got the inevitable question, what, what makes you think, you know, why do you think you're good for this company? What, what, what can you bring um, that other people don't? And I had this bit of paper in my bag. And I slid it across the table
0: yeah
1: and again oh what's what hang on that game hasn't been released How, how'd you get your hands on it and I explain my story again yeah okay right. and they said well can you get us more and I was like mm, it depends <laughs> you know yeah. so um, maybe it was a bit of bribery <laughs> uh, maybe it was the wealth of knowledge that I had yeah um, and because of that, like about a, uh, a few days later, when I drove back down to um, back home, back home, um, they they offered me a job, but all that information pretty much set up the hotline. So because we hadn't had those games yet, oh, right. and and trying to get information from Sega of America and Sega of Japan was like trying to get blood from a stone. Okay, and so they would only drip feed it to us, but – we yeah. had it all. Wow. So we could update the database like 50 fold, 10 fold. I don't know. Just a whole lot of information that we didn't even know about. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So that's what helped out
0: the hotline. Nice. So yeah. from there you started working for them. So yes. what was, I guess, some of the first like uh, reviews or walkthroughs you sort of started working on? Like It you-
1: wasn't straight away um, because the, the first thing was basically getting used to working. It was my first ever job. <laughs> so I always, I always say I peaked very early. So um, it wasn't until about six months later, I started doing little reviews and that. And I I wasn't, and, and to be honest, I wasn't the great, uh, the best at at reviewing simply because of my education. you got to understand being in hospital all the time didn't give me the opportunity to finish school so i only uh, i I finished year 11 technically but i only did three weeks of school so more realistically i only did year 10 so my writing skills weren't that great the other problem i had was that um i i i shared my thoughts a little bit too honestly (laughs) (laughs) where they wanted it to be
0: all pro sega yeah well
1: megazone was owned by sega so therefore you you've got to have an obvious bias towards how you're going to review. Yeah. So I would say that this game sucks, whereas (laughs) it would have to be edited to this game is not for everyone. So this game has some challenges, it has some challenges, you know? (laughs) Um, so, so I, 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 at that time, because of my education, I wasn't that artful with my, my words, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, but some of the games I did was Crash Test dummies. Um, ironically, I saw the other day I did the the review for Outrun 2019. <laughs> and, <I've, laughs> uh, and I and yeah. I said I said I never knew I had a, I, I, I was like foretelling the future as to what we'll be driving in the future? I think yep. I've got the the jet car thing wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, yeah. So I, I didn't do the the more popular titles. Okay, I yep. left that to some of the other. Um, well, I didn't leave. So it was it was given to the other guys that were better with their writing skills. So, um, we had Nick Smith. He had his twin brother Tim. Yeah. So we had two Tims. Yeah. Yep. Um, and brian okay who who runs a channel um a youtube channel called Sin spaces okay. yeah yeah so they were the better ones at it um i was given sort of like the not so good games <laughs> and i can and i can respect that you know I, I would have been too nervous to do a double page spread yeah. on a new release game like I don't know Sonic for example so <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah 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 yeah. nice so you also did walkthroughs as well where yeah. you would have to pretty much finish a game in a night or you know over a very quick period of time and get something written up yeah for yeah. a walkthrough
1: yeah so uh, the two main walkthroughs I did was one for flashback um and the other one was Rocket Knight Adventures. Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah. I can yeah, hear it. I, I know
0: that game. I played that game a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. The yep. old Rocket Knight. I never yep. I never finished it though. I got Oh, I, I, really? I got quite well, far. But... Here's my walkthrough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so the, the way it would work is that you pretty much get told at the eleventh hour as to um what game you had to do to War 3-4. So to give you an example, flashback. So we'll get the game. I'll go home, have dinner, and then crack the game that night. Yep. Start to finish, and you you play, you pause, you write out your little thing, okay, on a bit of paper. (laughs) Play, pause, try not to die. (laughs) All right. And with flashback, fortunately you had um saving points as you went through yeah thank god for that so i cracked the game i think i got about two hours sleep that night and then the next morning i woke up i had to go to the publishers and play the whole goddamn thing again but at but at the same time i had one of the publishers next to me taking the screenshots and what people don't understand today you do a screenshot no worries it's so quick yeah then it would take about three minutes for every shot
0: wow so by the, uh, how I didn't die by the time well, I did this. I imagine the pressure would have been quite high having someone sitting next to you at that stage as well. You know, it's like, all right, finish the game again while I now take yeah, screenshots shots
1: yeah. of this. The, no, the, the more of the pressure was the timeframes because publishers have deadlines. And so we've yeah. got to get this done by this time. So that's, it didn't matter how I played. It was just more of a case of the pressure of the deadline before they do their final print.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. Wow.
1: So, yeah, a lot of pressure pressure there, mate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I remember Flashback wasn't an easy game either. Oh, no, It was like um, Another World, one of those ones where uh, you die lots and it's hard to figure everything
1: out. Yeah, and there's a certain sequence you have to go through. And, like, I I was already fairly skilled on the first three levels back at that time. It was beyond that. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. that's where the pressure was. Right. So I could easily write out the first three levels and get through those. And I, I would still have to make notes just to make sure I don't forget anything. But after that... Yeah. Ah, oh,
0: nice. Wow. So you worked for the actual hotline as well? Yes. And were you taking calls in the hotline? Oh, yeah. And how was that? It was fun. Yeah?
1: It was fun. Um... I always say say that the main callers were obviously uh, children, and lonely housewives. Yeah, (laughs) so lonely housewives. The kids have gone off to school. Great, I've got the Mega Drive all on my own. Start playing about, and so um, kids would obviously call up about the more popular games like your Sonics, your action games, and all that. Yep, but. the Lonely Housewives would play the RPGs. Oh, so, yeah. like Wonder Boy in Monster World or um, Landstalker or
0: Ultima or something like that. I was actually playing Landstalker the other day. For oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah, I played oh. it when I was a kid and, uh, yeah, I. Um... Yeah. A little off topic, I downloaded a Sega Mega Drive collection on my Switch. Oh, yeah. So I've been playing like Shining Force 2 and games like that. Landstalk was okay. on there. I jumped back on there. and <laughs> was giving that a while, but sorry. Continue. The, no, 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 no. I,
1: they're, they're good memories. Like, I, look, personally myself, I was never really into RPGs. Yeah. Because... I don't have the time or patience for that sort of rubbish. So, great, you've got eight hit points. Oh, yeah, you know. So um, there was um, two of the guys at work were right into the land stalker. So yep. there was something about that that I wasn't too sure about. That you know couldn't really con- we couldn't really convey something on the database. Yeah, I would get these guys to help out. Okay, okay. So. Um, yeah, so they they were they were the main callers, but it was just just fun working there. And the guys that that I worked with, they were fun as well. So we yeah. we we're, were all pretty. We were just young. We're all in our early twenties. You know, we're just starting our working lives. So and we're, we're working this dream job. Yeah. So you can think of you can just think about these guys in the '90s with their sneakers up on the desks and you know wearing loose clothing back then that was the thing and we're yeah. surrounded by sonic merchandise and we've got you know uh, you know all having a muck around and that and you know someone's playing games and someone's updating the database and everybody's taking the mickey out of each other and then we take a call and yeah it was just it, just it sounds fun. like a
0: good fun work environment to oh, be oh it it's great yeah. it was
1: absolutely great yeah yeah so, yeah, no, it, well, it's just a representation of the company. Yeah, yeah it's just fun, <laughs> you know.
0: So these days you're obviously not working for Seager, et etc. No. <laughs> um, how come you like left or what happened like what yeah. what ended so your what relationship? Ended,
1: oh, I, well, it wasn't really by choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. okay. So what happened the hotline got sold off to the um, to a to a telemarketing company. Uh, but but that was set in bondi junction up in sydney um and what happened they basically got rid of all the staff and it's a bit sad too because um what they did was oh well they got rid of all the staff bar a couple just to set the guys up there but then they were let go but what what happened was they hired young uh young people that like video games but didn't love seeker you know what i mean? What yeah. You know, yeah. They didn't love Sega. The other problem as well is uh, they weren't allowed to play video games. What? <laughs> yeah. So you think about it. If 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 you're dealing with somebody on the phone like a, a nine year old kid. Yeah. And they say I'm I'm stuck in a room. Yeah. And I'm playing this game. You would know after playing that game. You know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. But if you don't play the game
0: oh wow yeah yeah it's like so, oh describe the room or yeah Yeah.
1: so they, they weren't allowed to play the games which sucked that,
0: that's that's bizarre i can't understand that and, at and, all
1: and and here's the clincher then they wanted to start charging a dollar a minute
0: right yeah
1: now you think about it so you got people that aren't, pa- aren't that passionate as the previous staff members you got people that are not experienced have no idea how to play these his games yeah and then you add that on with charging a dollar a minute which is quite frankly the parents money yeah you can see where this is going
0: yeah i can yeah no it's um yeah That's they're, they're just going for the cash in the end rather than yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, going at a dollar a minute, you've got people that aren't going to be very quick at explaining mm. what's supposed to be going on, et cetera, et cetera. That's right, that's yeah. right. Charges so, rack up, yeah. That's
1: just so sad. But the, the days were numbered for Sega in Australia because of the PlayStation coming through and everyone getting drawn to that.
0: Yeah, yeah. and um, the Dreamcast disaster and how yeah. that sort of flopped. It, and yeah, that, it flopped. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the, the Saturn was a flop because it was a rush job at the end of the day, yeah. right? So, you know, they've put together a whole new console in one year. H- how do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> no. So there is your first mistake. Uh, the, the second mistake is once once that's all gone downhill, then how do you win people back? You rush out another system, don't you? Well, yeah, that's what they did and yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And and look, you can you can listen, you can listen to Tom uh, Klansky and and the other, you know, heads of Sega in America, and they'll give you their reasons from their point of view, and they're absolutely wrong in their p- points of view too, you yep. know. So, it, it is sad, um, but what can you do about it? You just, you got to move on, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you got to yeah. move on. One day, one day, Nintendo may collapse. <laughs> <laughs> one day.
0: <laughs> so, you didn't decide to stay in the gaming industry at all? You thought that was... No, or-
1: well... Uh, well, I didn't have a sure, so I had to go. So, yeah, so I had to, uh, I, I left that job and uh, ended up working in electrical retail. Yeah. Um, I, I I still played games after that. Yeah. Um, I think the only real connection that any of the other guys had after Sega, um, Tim, as I mentioned earlier before, he, he worked for for Time Zone yeah. in Bondi Junction. So <laughs> so it was. It was good because, you know, it'd be like closing time. Then we come around to come around and says, Oh, can you give us a few? So he just opened up the whole arcade to us oh, and we would get wow. free credits for everything. So this is when Mortal Kombat came out. Yeah. Those sorts of games. So we were yeah. playing around with those. So, nice. yeah, but um, I don't know. You, you just sort of grow up and then you don't really have time so much to play him. and you got other yeah. big things to worry about like what we're sitting in right now the house and yeah. paying off the mortgage <laughs> yep, yep. yeah but um I, I i still played every now and again through that time and now i'm playing a bit a little bit more often because yep. as i say i'm slowly coming out of
0: retirement <laughs> <laughs> do you ever like pick up one of the old classes classics that you used to play in the day and just play through it just for, yeah. just for kicks and just like oh.
1: yeah yeah oh, i remember those good old days um <laughs> yeah so i was playing the, the the master system the other day and i was playing uh hang on because that was one of the first games i ever had yeah um and i was, playing away with it and and it's really funny the total recall you go through because i start remembering where the turns are yeah and how the because the turn doesn't just start off as a normal turn it sort of changes its angle and gets sharper and that was really weird (laughs) um another weird thing um i was playing rocket knight adventures myself a few weeks ago (laughs) it's so funny because I got up to a certain, uh, I got up to a certain boss and I wasn't being like, oh God, what am I going to do here? Well, I said, hang on. I did a walkthrough for this. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked at my own walkthrough from 1993 <laughs> to give myself advice, how to get past that boss. Wow.
0: <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> took about turn full circle. Yeah. I'm taking it. like, oh. I'm talking to to younger me, <laughs> listening to the younger me teaching older me how to get through a
0: game. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, taking my own advice. Weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Oh man. I, yeah, I couldn't even imagine what it would have been like to work in the industry back then. Like, I just remember just playing the old games and just yeah, you know, like no yeah. internet, obviously. Like, Where? you know, all your walkthroughs these days are on. YouTube or well, games
1: had to be good. Yeah, from from the outset, you had no real second chance. Yeah, when you uploaded the the game onto the ROM, yep, that had to be the final product, and it had to be a good product. So obviously, there were a lot of crap games out there, but yeah. there was some absolute perlers. And I got asked one time. Were the games all pretty much finished? Were there any glitches? And really, there weren't. I mean, yeah. it could have been a crap game, but there weren't any glitches with sprites or, or you know, things not opening up. If 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 the graphics all got, you know, sort of froze in the middle of the game, simply because there's a problem with the actual cartridge itself with the yeah. teeth. You know, the old or, blow on a yeah, away. the old dust blow out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh. yeah but but yeah, they, they had to be a good product. And that was the other thing about our job because, like you're saying, I did um, we did reviews and that. But we would also get games before they were released. Yep. And the most memorable one I keep on talking about is seeing Street Fighter 2 for the first time about... Oh, I think it was about three or six months before it had been released. And the way we got it was that they were all in ROMs. Okay. And what you had was like this huge motherboard that you plugged into the top of the Mega Drive yeah. and you put the chips into that and then you saw the game. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So you uh. saw things before anyone else. So we saw things like Cool Spot. Um, the, the other guys, because I came in just after Sonic had been released... Uh, so they would see Sonic for the first time.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you, you see so many games that nobody else would see, and it would help us because we would it would help us prepare the database as yeah. best as we can. Um, but really, when when really good games came through, not much work would get done. I, <laughs> I, bet, I <laughs> bet. I bet. Especially oh. Street Fighter 2. That was mind blowing.
0: <laughs> I bet it would have been back yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we'll start wrapping things up here. No worries, mate. Um, before mm. uh, we let you go, we got to ask you the uh, the old questions that we do yes. on Game Train, <laughs> uh, our uh, the old uh, lame and hype train. So we're gonna start off with the lame train. What's something you you're not that keen on in the industry? Um loot boxes, anything where you
1: have to pay more even after you've paid so much for a game. And there's no such thing as a free game, guys. <laughs> it absolutely isn't. Yeah, It costs money. I often think that, look, if a game's supposed to be so good, why do you have to keep on paying more to make it better? I don't... Yeah, I know it's a multi-billion dollar industry. I get that. But this is why a lot of people are turning back to um retro games yeah. because they buy it once you know it might might not have as big of an open world as gta or that. Yeah. but it's just there and you pay for it once and you're happy and you're content yeah. and um and and and, and the, the other thing i don't like about um Today's games is that it's getting a little bit too competitive between, like you've got these, um, uh, you know, matches. You know, um, we got League of Legends. I'm trying to oh, think of like their e-sports. name. Yeah, esports. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, that's good. I, I like seeing. I like esports. Yeah. I don't like the people that take it too seriously. Yeah. That's you know, at the end of the day, you're playing a game. Remember, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no. Nice. Yeah, I don't like that too so much, sadly. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, let's roll into the hype train. Hype, hype train. train. Oh. what's something that's got you excited about the gaming industry at the moment or something that you're looking forward to?
1: Um, it's not really the game, a game to mm-hmm. say, but they're going to be doing Soul wars as, um, I don't know whether it's gonna be a movie or it's gonna be a series, a That's TV series, cool. yeah. which talks about the wars, uh, the war between Sega and Nintendo at the time. That sounds great. Yeah, I, wow. I, I, the book is out, yeah. you can read the book. Um, how far they're gonna be able to do movie slash TV series yeah. as to how deep they can go. But you read the book and it's just crazy ass shit that, that was going on because you've got to understand okay, here in Australia, Sega was big. Yeah. Nintendo was not always king. Yeah. You've got to remember that. You know, we, uh, Sega had about 60, 70% of the market share here. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's not what you say, oh, everything's got Mario on it. It wasn't like that. Yeah. Everybody was buying the Sega because they looked at the Nintendo, uh, the, the NES, the first one. And they looked at it and said, oh, yeah, the gameplay's good, but it just looks like crap. Yeah. You go to Mega Drive or the Master System, it it looks so much better. So it wasn't wasn't always Nintendo's way. And talking about Sega of America, it was a different story. Nintendo was king of the hill there. And then Sega brought it back down to 50-50, even a little bit more than that. So they had a larger market share because they had a different attitude. They weren't all oh, pretty and nice. You have got to look at Sega back then, like the Bart, uh, Bart Simpson okay. of of video game companies. Bit of attitude, cheeky, and all that. Yeah. Um, they weren't, you know, that clean <laughs> to say. So everybody got drawn towards that because they loved the attitude. They they were very daring. Yeah. Huh yeah so it's it's well worth reading the book and i'm looking forward to seeing the show
0: nice yeah i'm gonna have to look up that book now and check it out it sounds really good yeah well um thank you so much for joining us on this first episode of the platform oh my 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 pleasure as Uh, i (laughs) say if anyone wants to track you down on social media Uh, How do they find you?
1: um, Well, it's simply at Tim Gadler, the most boring handle that's out there. So I've got to find something a little bit more creative. So G-A-D-L-E-R. That's the surname. Nice. Um, And I'm always – look, I I post up a little thing here or there, but um, I'm – I'm, I'm thinking about doing a little bit more than usual, but I just don't know where to take it. It just seems that every time I, I speak to another person on a podcast, I go, oh, that's a, oh it tells more stories and all that. Um, yeah, so I, I'm really not sure where I'm going to take it.
0: So, yeah, okay.
1: yeah, just watch the space and <laughs> see what we can do, man. <laughs>
0: nice, nice. And uh, also, for anyone that wants to follow more uh, Game Train stuff, you can find us at mm. www.gametrainpodcast.com, facebook.com slash gametrainpodcast, Instagram at gametrainpodcast, or on Twitter at gametraintalk. Again, Tim, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for coming all the way out here to my house.
0: Uh, it's, been, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. And uh, remember, guys, next week, Carl and I will be back with the normal show, all our normal reviews, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, this has been Game Trains The Platform.